0: hello i want to welcome you to a newly revised podcast that i'm having now um i at one point had called the podcast nameless and after careful consideration and speaking to my wonderful sons who who was helping me out with a lot of things here which some of the engineering and things that I was doing with the podcast, um, decided to change the name, and I really liked the name. Um, we decided to go with um, Authenticated, or Authenticated, which comes from the root word of being authentic. And that's what I was getting across and what I, something I was thinking about as far as what I wanted Podcast that I'm doing, what I wanted to stand for. I wanted to stand for some something that is being real and authentic, truth telling, truth bearing. You know, I did my podcast under the name of Nameless um, the last time, and the episode was The Willingness to Be Honest. And I want to thank you all for listening and thank you all for your comments uh, on that podcast. That was my uh, premiere podcast, so I want to thank you all for listening. But I, I, I wanted to have something that I'm able to talk about a lot of the problems and issues and, you know, our life challenges. We, we go through a lot of things in our lives. And what do we do? A lot of times we walk through brokenness and we just continue to go through life in this broken state. I've done it. <laughs> I know what it feels like. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about this, because I know I'm not the only one that go through these things. And it's like a cycle, you know, you, you go into them and you come out and you get the victory. And then you're able to, you know, be able to tell someone else, you know, I, I've been there. When someone else is in that valley, you know, you're able now when you're on the mountaintop, To look down and help to reach out your brother, your sister, to help them up. You know, to help them climb a little bit higher than where they've been. And that's always been a passion of mine. Uh, Truth be told, I have always, always wanted to be a psychologist. That is what I felt and always and still do feel. It was my life calling. I've always had people come to me and you know was able just to open up to me and speak with me and tell me I mean deep dark secrets and some people I didn't even know that well they just trusted me enough to share those things with me and I tell you I have been truly honored to feel and to have people come to me in that kind of way Um, I just decided that after I went to school and I did wind up going to college, and I wound up taking business management, and I, I did not like it. I didn't like it. and so I wound up leaving. And so I, I just got into the workforce. But you know, people are telling me now, you know, even doctors are saying to me, you should go to school. And I said, oh, you know, so many years have passed by and you know, I just regret that I didn't do this when I was younger, I should have just did this when I just came out of, out of school, out of high school and went straight into school. But when I was told how long it would take, they said, well, if you want to be a psychologist and you want to go on and then go on to become, get your doctorate, it's gonna be between eight to 12 years. I'm like, I just did 12 years. I, 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 I can't even think of doing another 8 to 12 years and I just did 12. Well, back then when I was going, there was no such thing as those breaks that you hear a lot of kids now I'm going to take a year off. You didn't hear about that. You know, back then we just went to school and we went right back into college, you know, right into college right after high school. And I really could not think of coming out of high school and just going into school again for another 8 to 12 years. So, that's something that I'm living with and, you know, I, I, I'm okay with it, but it's something I still miss of not going and doing that, but it's just something and I know that's deep within me. So I'm going to use what God has given to me to be able to minister, to be able to speak about these things, you know, and, I, and there's going to gonna be times that I'm going to even myself get on a on a deep personal level. Because if we're not that way, how do you help someone else that's going through something similar? You don't even know sometimes what we're saying. And you could be speaking to someone and you find out that what you're saying, you have no idea that's ministering to someone else. Because it's happened to me. And I want to be that catalyst. I want to be that venue of being able to, you know, like I said before, pull off the mask. You know, and we all need to do that. And that's what I want this podcast to really be about. I want it to be a safe place. And I want to be able to have a episodes that maybe once a month that will have what I call our nameless episode. And those are the episodes where callers can leave voice messages or can call in. Someone can be live. And they're just sharing their heart. They're sharing their story. But the name is not mentioned. It's not necessary. I don't need to know your name. You don't have to expose who you are. It's your story, it's what's your, your, comp, your things you've accomplished, your victories, and even sometimes your defeats. But, but being able to be honest about these things, just to be human, on a, on a human level, is where a lot of us are afraid to be. <laughs> where some of us are just, not some, a lot of us, let's be truthful, a lot of us are just are fearful. Of just being human. We're so afraid to fail. Well, let me tell you failure is a part of life. It doesn't define you as being a failure. You may have failed in a situation, but that doesn't define you as an individual, as a person. And a lot of people get that confused. They fail in a certain situation and then they take that situation and say, well, that makes me a failure. And it doesn't. Not at all. So we want to be able to be transparent. And if you notice, I keep saying we, because I don't feel like I'm in this alone. I don't feel like this is just my podcast. I want this to be something that is incorporate of all of you out there that's listening, and those of you that have, want to be able to feel free and feel vulnerable to say, you know, I, I, I can be a part of this. I can listen to this and I can identify. So that's just a little bit about the changes that um, we're going forward with and um, I'm happy about it. And so this week, going to talk about a subject that's always been near to my heart, um, and it's entitled Possessing the Attitude of Gratitude. It's talking about being grateful. I mean, I, I, it's, it's just something that we don't talk about a lot, about being grateful, you just don't hear it a lot. I know I don't. I just don't hear people say, "Well, you know, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, you know, we say I'm blessed. You know, but being grateful, you know, and it, I I want to pinpoint that I use the word possessing. You know, so I, I want to break down that verb of the word possess because we hear the word possess and we go in a in a spiritual realm. We go in a certain area when we hear the word possessed. We think like you know, we think ooh, 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 possess, you know. And there's a reason why I picked the word possess. But let's go and talk about what the verb possess on a positive note means. Okay? So the word possess is a verb. It's an action. So it's 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 having to belong to one's own. You know? So it's it does not possess like just for instance, if I if I use the sentence I do not possess or I don't own a television set. Well, today you're not going to hear that many people saying that because everybody owns a TV or they own a phone. But to say I do not possess, I do not own a phone. I do not own or I do not possess a television set. And, and there are some synonyms or um, synonyms of that word means to own or to have or to be the owner of something to having one's possession, to be in possession of, to be the possessor of, or to have one's name. For instance, another example, the hat was the only one she possessed. Or the hat, this hat was the only one she owned. So it's on that note It's something that you have within, or you possess, or you own, you own that. Now, when we go through, go to the other word of the word possess, that's when we go and we hear that more on, on a deeper spiritual level, and we always put it with the devil, the devil, the demon, the spirit, the evil one, we always hear that. This person is possessed. This person is possessed. I laugh at that because you'll see where I'm going once I'm done. But um, but let's just look at how we how I took the word possessed, which is a verb of owning something. But take the same word possess that we normally use in a negative way. And see how much is in common, okay, so when we say the word "possess" in more of a hear it more of a negative way, it means to have power over something or someone um it can be manifested through their speech or their action now that's what when we hear the devil was speaking through this person or um." When a person does a negative action, we say, well, the devil is possessing them or they got their possessed or but possessed in that area. We're talking about speech or their actions. You know that in doing we we'll say, well, she was possessed by the devil. And so the, syn- the synonym for that word possessed is to is to take control over, to have power over to take over or to have mastery over something. So in the same way to be possessed can be bad. Gratitude should be possessed for the good being manifested through our speech or action. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. Because when we talk so negative that the devil can possess you. How come we can't be possessed by gratitude? Why can't we have gratitude run through us and take over us and come out through our speech and our action how we always talk about how the devil does? (laughs) Are some of us allowing the enemy to use you in that way? That when every time we open our mouth or to our speech and action, that we allow that to come through. But we don't allow gratitude to take over our speech and actions. That we're able to master that. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So it doesn't have to be something that's negative, the word possess. So when you take the word possess on the other end, it's really the same. It's just the way you look at it, what are you allowing to come out of you? What are you allowing to take over you? So that's what we're going to dig into today. We're talking about gratitude, gratitude. So what does gratitude really mean? You ever think about that? What do you think it really means? Well, gratitude means to be thankful and to be an appreciation to be in appreciation. Gratitude, which rhymes with the word attitude, comes from the Latin word gratis, which is G-R-A-T-U-S, which means to be thankful and pleasing. So when you feel gratitude, you're pleased by what someone did for you, and also you're pleased by the results. Ever had a situation where, (laughs) you know, someone did something for you and then, but the results? It wasn't, you know, hmm. You know, you wanted it to go a different way, but they did something really nice. It just didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Well, is that true gratitude? Am I grateful of what they did if I'm really not pleased by the results? of what happened? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. So true gratitude, true gratitude. Remember, everything that we're going to be talking about, everything this podcast deals with is being real and truthful. So when you feel gratitude, you're going to be pleased by what somebody did. But you're going to also be pleased by the results of what they did, has accomplished. Now let's go deeper and just go into more of that word that we're talking about in our topic today, which is gratitude. What is it? (laughs) What is gratitude? Well, gratitude is an emotion. It's something we feel. It's something that's expressed through us as we talked about the word possess. So gratitude should be able to flood up and bubble up inside of us and be able to come out of us. So gratitude is an emotion and it's expressing appreciation for what one has as opposed to, for instance, a consumer driven emphasis on what one wants or think that they need. So gratitude has nothing to do about what you want or what you need. If it's something I'm desiring, and I get it, well, I'm I'm not going to be that grateful for it. Um, I'm not going to feel, or, or something I think I need, it's, you know, not going to be as great. But when it comes up to an expression of appreciation, that I'm appreciative of what it is that, that I have, what I've, already have, not what I'm trying to gain, not what I'm trying to get, but where I'm at today. Are you grateful in the midst of your circumstance right now? Are you grateful? Well, that's tough for a lot of people. used to be used to be tough for me. And in some cases, I'm talking about this, I'm talking about me as well. It can still be tough to be grateful when you're in tough circumstances. But you can't look at the circumstance. you got to look at everything around the circumstance. you got to look outside of the, thir- the circumstance. you got to look outside of the situation that you may be in the middle of. What I what do I have right now that I'm grateful for? Just in spite of what I'm in, in spite of the difficulty that I am grateful for, that I have this attitude of gratitude that I live possessing and allowing gratitude and gratefulness to flood out of me. Well. Deep gratitude has to come from within and it has to come in a meaningful way. It has to be meaningful. It has to be real. It has to be authentic to be real and true gratitude. And when we're practicing gratitude, it means paying attention to what we are thankful for to the degree of feeling more kind and compassionate towards the whole world at large. So when it comes down to being grateful, you're paying attention to and being thankful, but it's going to show up in a way of kindness. You ever seen people that just are not kind? You know, that's a word that I, I I remember using that I found myself not using that often is the word kindness. Another topic. But um, when it comes down to that, you know, it, it it gratitude makes you feel more kind and more compassionate towards the world, the, towards the the world around you, towards people around you. So when I'm grateful, not only am I grateful for what I have, I'm grateful just just for everything around me. You know, you can just walk out and just see see the flowers and you know, and, and, and smell the the the, the atmosphere and, and, and the different smells in the world. And, you know, I'm not talking about anything negative like pollution or, you know, things like that to be grateful for, but, you know, I'm talking about the beauty of the world. So I thought we just take that for granted. Do you, do you ever walk out and just feel the warmth on your skin from the sun? And just feel grateful that you, you can feel that just for being outside, just for walking, just for being able to see God's creation. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, when we think about those things. But gratitude also can motivate people to make positive changes in their life. And studies have shown that people have deliberately cultivated gratitude by literally counting their blessings and writing letters of thanks just to people, you know, just for little things they've done. You know, but it does something for you when someone, you know, do something small for you. Instead of just saying, Well, thanks, why don't you sit down and just write a, a letter? Of, thank, of being thankful and being of gratitude and saying, I really appreciate. Remember, it's about appreciation and the results of it. And just write a letter. Uh, you know, this can be proactive action of acknowledgement that will increase your well-being. It Being grateful does something to our Emotional and physical health. So it will increase your well being, your health, and your happiness. People that are grateful are just happy people. They're just more happy. So being grateful and especially expressing it, because you can't be grateful and say, I'm grateful, but you don't express it, you just hold it within. It's also associated with increased energy, optimism, and empathy It allows you to have empathy for other people, because it allows you to be able to understand someone where they are at the moment. It allows you to be able to empathize. Now there are benefits. There are benefits to gratitude. Feeling grateful starts with an acknowledgment that life is good and is rewarding. So positive thinking can be motivating. And I said before when we when I used the word possess I said it was a reason why I used in the title the word possess because when we think of the word possess the first thing normally you hear you don't hear something that that comes to me and something I allow to come out of me we think of the devil being in me so but truly possesses something that I own only to give out so it's an action it's something that I'm doing so when I possess it's something that I'm allowing myself to have in just to come back out so In the waking of the morning and repeating, you just just wake up in the morning. Sometimes it's just say, it's just great to be alive. Just every morning, just saying it's great it's just great to be alive. Thank you for being. I thank you for being alive today. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for seeing the sunshine. I thank you that my feet are able to touch the floor. I thank you. I'm able to, to just whatever you want to be thankful for, grateful for. That's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. There is also gratitude such as making amends or solving issues at hand you know and I was telling you know we're gonna be getting until some of the issues that you know we deal with and so so gratitude is making amends as well you know about the issues that we deal with and the receiver is compelled to pay the goodness forward generating positivity All around them, so it's like what we hear the term paying it forward, and that's what we do. So, and that's something that it takes practice. So, that's what I was saying. When you just start off something simple, just you wake up. I thank you, thank you for just I'm grateful for being alive this morning. Thank you for waking up and seeing the sunshine. I thank you when I open my refrigerator, there's food to eat. We just go in there and just get our cereal or whatever we get and just choke it down, <laughs> you know, and just sometimes never think about it, you know? You ever think about being grateful that you got in your car and you were, with, you were able to arrive at work safely? No accidents? How many times have you been on the highways and just seen accidents all around you and it—it it just you're just one car away from you being on that side of the road in an accident. But that accident did not affect you. Do you feel grateful? Always, you know, when you see that, always get a word of, of prayer for whoever that is on the side of the road that's stuck or you know, did have an accident and wasn't as fortunate that maybe you're arriving to work late or wherever they're going. But you know, that's one of the things that um like I said, it does take practice. So how does gratitude how does it really how does it affect your brain? You ever think about that? How does gratitude affect your brain? You know <laughs> we know how things when we, when we have a negative kind of way of thinking, how it just drains you and how it, it really changes the nature of your brain. Well, being gra- having gratitude and being grateful does the same thing, but just on the opposite spectrum. Gratitude increases dopamine in the brain, which makes you more likely to do the things you just did. So when you are grateful, And that expression is coming out. It gives something that feels good. It's it's like a a reward system. It is a reward system. And it's like you are saying, your brain is saying to you, okay, let's do that again. (laughs) Let's do it again. There's a reward system when we walk in the place of having having an attitude of gratitude. It's something that needs to be practiced. It's just not something that we just do on a daily basis and we should, that's why it has to be practiced. We're just so, have a tendency to look at the glass half full, only half full. So it's really your perspective. But gratitude can have such a a powerful impact on your life because it engages your brain in repeating in a repeating cycle. So it keeps you wanting to do those things that brings that reward system to the brain. It makes you really feel good. It's like it's like exercise. You know, I, I there was a time that I was a couple of years ago, and I'm gonna get back into it. Because I love feeling that I was getting from it I used to get up early in the morning and I started walking I hated it I wanted to lose weight I wanted to feel better I was on this kick that I wanted to be healthier well in order to get that result there were some things I needed to do that I really didn't like and one of them was getting up early in the morning and I would get up about 6.45 and I was out the door about 7.15, 7.30. About five days a week. And I started doing that on a regular basis. And what started happening is that I started enjoying walking. I look forward to the next day where I can get up and walk again. So my brain was saying to me, okay, let's do that again. (laughs) Okay, let's, let's do this again. And I felt great. I felt wonderful. I was being rewarded for doing this over and over and over again. But I had to start doing what I didn't like doing at first. I wanted the result. But I didn't want to practice what it was going to take me to get that result. Gratitude is the same way. You you're gonna get positive results. It's gonna it's gonna affect your brain. It's gonna affect your your inner soul and your inner being. But you gotta practice it. It can't be something that we think about. It has to be something that's expressed. It has to be something that you possess. It has to be something that comes out of you that you own. You have to own it. You have to own it you got to say gratitude is something that I own. It's something that belongs to me. It's something I have a right to express. I have a right to express it to others. I have a right to express it out, to, even to myself. Are you, ever, are you even grateful just for things around you and what you have? Do we think like this? But it's a, it's It's practice. It really takes practice. And your brain can only have so much power to focus its attention before it wants to focus on something negative. So you've got to keep in practice because we'll start drifting right back, right back to that negative type of thinking, that negative way of thinking, the glass is half, half empty, half, half empty kind of thing, you know, half full. We never see it as, you know, full. Why can't it be totally full? Why why is everything going to be half? I know when... If I want something that I really like, I don't want a half a glass of it. (laughs) I don't. I don't want a half a glass. Give me a full glass of that drink. I want a full glass. I don't want a half a glass of anything. So when it comes down to... We we want to go halfway with things. So, So when it comes down to... Gratitude, it should be something that we continue to put into practice and allow our brains to be so full of power to focus its attention on gratitude that it will not want to go back to any way of a negative way of thinking. You can't have both. You can't be grateful and be negative at the same time. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. But let's talk about what does the Bible say about gratitude? Now I know you may be, you know, saying the Bible. I don't remember seeing the word gratitude in the Bible. Well, it's there, but you may not find it using the word gratitude, but it's 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 there. One of the things we can talk about is that we are grateful for God's love. Are you grateful that God loves you? Do you even feel that God loves you? Have you ever been angry at God and think that, well, God doesn't love me? Look at what's going on in my life. That's normally the first thing that happens when we go through situation and problems. We we come to the realization I need to blame someone. I gotta blame someone. If it's not your fault, then it must be God and God's allowing this. One thing we never think about is that Do you ever think that the reason why a lot of us are where we are today is based on a decision or or a host of decisions that we have made over years that have gotten us where we are today? It has nothing to do with God. That has nothing to do with anybody else. Because we're the final authority when it comes down to the decisions that we make in our lives. Did you seek counsel? Probably not. Did you pray about before you made a move to God about that? Probably not. So when it comes down to those issues and problems we have in our life, the first thing we want to do is say, well, it's your fault or it's this person's fault or God's allowing this to happen. But we, we need to be grateful and just to know that God loves us. And the Bible tells us in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, to give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever. So, so we give thanks because we are loved passionately and unconditionally throughout eternity. For as long as I'm on the earth, For as long as I have breath in my body. I need to know that the love of God. Is with me. In spite of everything that I'm dealing with. That God. Loves me. When I feel unloved. Even when I feel unlovable. Just to know. God loves me. He's not judging me. He doesn't judge you. No matter what the things you have done in life, God loves you. He loves you. We have to also know what the Bible says about gratitude. That we are grateful, In every situation, we are to be grateful in every situation. And I know you're saying, what? (laughs) You, You don't know what I'm dealing with right now. And you're telling me to be grateful? Gee, Rochelle, I know you can't be telling me this. I'm not telling you that. The Bible does. And it says... To give thanks in all circumstances, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You don't believe me? When you get your Bible, go to First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen. Believe me, you will find it there. I am, I'm not saying this. I'm not. This is what God's word is saying to us. That we are to be grateful and thankful in every situation. Am I going to tell you that that's easy? Am I going to tell you that this Line of scripture is easy? No, I'm not going to tell you that. I would be a hypocrite if I did. But it's hard to think about giving thanks to God when life seems overwhelmingly difficult. It's, it's, it's hard. But we can give thanks because God's will never leave nor forsake us when times are difficult. He's not going to leave you. Just like when I said before in the scripture before that God loves you, no matter where you are in life, what you've done, how many mistakes, God loves you. God is also in the midst of your circumstance with you as well. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to turn his back on you. That's a lot to be grateful, that's a lot. To have an attitude of gratitude for. The Bible also says that we are to be grateful for the ability to do good works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To be grateful for the ability, for the ability, the ability to do good works. And the Bible says in Colossians chapter three, verse 17 And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. To give thanks, to be grateful to God the Father through Him. So whatever you do, whether you're doing it word or deed, Whether it's something we're speaking, whether it's things we're doing. But do it all. Do it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus and giving thanks to God the Father for it. So it's the Lord who gives us the strength to serve. It's the Lord who gives us strength to give. You can't do it in your own power. We're just selfish people by nature. And it's also, he gives us the strength to work. So when we start our jobs with a spirit of gratefulness, our load becomes much lighter, much lighter. One of the other things we have to be grateful, we are to be grateful for God's gift, giving through his people. We are grateful for God's gift for his gift giving through his people. And the Bible says to Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15. God knows your need. He knows the needs of his people. He knows that, but he, he blesses us to be a blessing to others. You know, sometimes I can be on Facebook and my message would indicate that I got a message. And I open it up and right when I'm reading it, it's a prayer that speaks to the very thing that I'm going, on, that's going on in my life at that moment. And I tell you, I know that's no coincidence. And when we have, and when we possess this attitude of gratitude and we live a life of gratitude, God would place on your heart who to touch, who to speak to, And whatever comes out of your mouth or whatever you do will be the right thing at the right moment for that individual for what they need at that moment. It will be what they need. It's not in your power to do that on your own. You have no ability to do that without the power of God. Is something he places within you to be able to do that. I've done that many times where he abused me. I had no idea what I was saying. I had no idea what I'm talking about because it was none of my business what they were going through. But he made it my business by speaking to me and allowing what was in me to come out to them. And in some form or fashion that ministered to them. And I was grateful and I was grateful for what he allowed me to do for that individual. So he knows your need. He knows what you need. And he blesses us to be a blessing to others. Something else the Bible talks about when it comes down to gratefulness and gratitude. We are to be grateful to God's deliverance over our lives. We are to be grateful for God, for his deliverance over our lives. Romans chapter 7, verse 25 states, Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, many of us were were saved while still ensnared by the, you know, the lies that the enemy tells us. And sometimes we get those strongholds, like I was talking about, that we want to say that we were were possessed by these things but yet through the Spirit of God, we're able to give thanks for being set free. Yeah. I love this. I love it. We also are to be grateful for God's miraculous hand over our lives. The Bible speaks about that as well and it says in Psalms chapter 9 verse 1 I will give thanks to you Lord with all my heart I will tell of all your wonderful deeds and the world believes in coincidence and luck I, you know I, I don't believe in that you know, that something was a coincidence and, oh, well, you know, good luck. You know, we, we say that a lot. You know, it's, you know, it's no harm. But, you know, it's just something we hear all the time. But when we trust in the hand of God to work the impossible on our, on our behalf, because of his intervention in our lives, we can experience miracles, both great and small. Every day. Yes, you can see miracles every day. <laughs> you don't believe me? I, I, you know, I, just, I sense someone's not believing what I'm saying right now. Um, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror every time you look in the mirror You see a miracle You see a miracle Yeah, I'm talking to you (laughs) I I know you don't see yourself that way. I know I Didn't either I Used to look in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw I didn't You know everything I did when I used to brush my teeth and wash my face and I would do it down in the sink without coming up and looking in the mirror, you know, as most people do, but I didn't do that. But God was the one that told me that he made me in his image and in his likeness. He doesn't hate himself. And I shouldn't either. And I learned to walk that way. I learned to walk that way that when I see myself in the mirror that I like what I see and I know that I'm a miracle, I'm a walking miracle. you don't have to have been in a in a situation where you you've been in situations where oh my goodness, like this could have happened to me, but it didn't, oh I thank God that you know i i I surpassed that situation. I'm still here. No, just, just being you and being alive, you're a miracle. You're one in a million. You know, we talk about in biology that we all know that before a woman gets pregnant, she has one egg, but that man has millions and millions of sperm And when a man and a woman comes together and want to have a child, that it takes just one sperm to hit that one egg for it to produce a baby. Well, here you are. You were a part of that one sperm and that one egg Out of all the millions of sperm that could have hit that egg and been someone else, it was you. It was you. So yes, you are a miracle. You are a miracle. And lastly, the Bible says we are to be grateful in prayers and petitions. We are to be grateful to God in prayer and petition. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Even before we know for sure that God has answered our prayers, we are to give thanks. So if you're praying for something today, if there's something you've been seeking God for, you may not have gotten the answer, but give thanks for it. Give thanks for it. Because having an attitude of gratitude will usher a spirit of expectancy in your prayers. You have to expect it. You can't just pray and then forget about it. You have to have A place of expectancy in your heart. I'm just speaking about the baby. When a woman is pregnant, she is expecting. She knows there's something deep down within her that has a time frame that it is coming We go to the movies and we look and it says coming soon. And we wait for that, that new movie that's coming soon. And we expect it. But when it comes down to our prayers, we sit here because we trust and rely on God to do it. We say, well, God takes too long. I don't know when I'm going to get it. I put it in God's hands and then forget it. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what he tells us. I just read it to you. It says, do not be anxious for anything. Don't sit here and, 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 and whittle your thumbs and, 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 and nervous and you're, you're, I don't know when this is going to happen. I haven't heard that one woman And I had three kids, I have never not once in all my pregnancies, have I ever said, Well, I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know. Well, we all know that the expected time of pregnancy is, for a human, is nine months. Everything that gives birth has a time of expected arrival. So... When it comes to this, we're not to be anxious because God knows the time of arrival. No, you don't know that time. They see, that's what the problem is with a lot of us that we want to know, well, God, when is this prayer going to be answered? No, we don't know. He knows the expected time of arrival. ETA, expected time of arrival. It's the same thing when you go to the airport. You see that up there on the on the screen, the TEA, the expected time of arrival. This plane is coming in at this time. Sometimes it may be delayed, but it's still going to arrive. So. Do you walk away from the airport and you got someone you are expected to come in on the plane? And because the plane is delayed, you say, well, you know, well, <laughs> well, it's delayed. So um, see you and get in your car and you go back home. No, we wait for it. We wait for that plane, the train, the bus, whatever it is that has an expected time of arrival we wait for it. But when it comes down to our prayers, we're so quick to give up. Because we don't know the expected time of arrival. Well, the Bible tells us not to be anxious about anything. But in every situation, in every prayer that you pray, in every petition that you do. To be thankful. Be grateful. And then present your request to God. So, after you've done all that, after you've shown that I'm not going to be anxious, when I show thanksgiving, then it says, then the word says, present my request to God. Not the other way around, that I present my request with God and then be that. No, no, it says, do that first. Do it first. Do that first. Be thankful first. Be grateful first. Then present your request to God. So even before we know for sure that God has answered our prayers, you give thanks. Even though you don't know, the ETA, the expectant time of arrival. So having an attitude of gratitude will usher the spirit of expectancy into your prayers. And it will be something that you just won't walk away from. Like you won't walk away in the airport when that ETA or the expected type of arrival for that plane is delayed. If you feel that what you've been asking for God for is delayed, throw some attitudes of gratitude in the mix of that. And it will make you wait. How do you... Now, how do we practice being grateful or having this possession of gratitude? Well, one, don't be picky. Appreciate everything in life. Don't be picky. Don't find something, to find something wrong with something. Just appreciate everything in life. The things that didn't go well it could have been worse and the things that didn't go so well well have gratitude one day it can be better so don't be picky another way of practicing gratitude is to find gratitude in your challenges find gratitude in your challenges you know we all go through life life issues, and we have crisis in our life, and we have things that we deal with that are difficult. And that's just a part of life. You know, no one's picking on you, or you know, you're being singled out or anything like that. It's just a part of life. And the thing is, you will get through it. There is another side to everything, and you will get over it. You will get through it, but we got to find gratefulness and attitude in the challenges of life so that it makes our load a lot easier and as simple as that. Another way of actually practicing gratitude is something called practice mindfulness. Now. I'm not into New Age. I'm not into any of that thing. So don't uh, don't sit there and say what I can't. Be- I can't believe J. Rochelle is saying this. No, it's something I've been studying, and it makes a lot of sense. Might be saying, well, what what is mindfulness? What does mindfulness? What does it really mean? Well, mindfulness and being mindful. Maybe a lot of of you have heard the word. Being mindful of something or being mindful is maintaining a moment-by-moment awareness of your thoughts, your feelings, your bodily sensations, and the surrounding environments through a gentle and nurturing lens is the way you see these things. So being mindful is what we're doing right now in the here and now, moment-by-moment moment by moment, and we're aware of our thoughts. You know, a lot of times we just let anything, anything just surround our thoughts. We we don't think about it. We just allow anything to creep in. (laughs) We just let anything creep in. It's just like um, having a door or window with a crack in it. It allows the wind or the rain to seep in. Well, negative thoughts can seep in when you have an opening somewhere in the mind and you're not being mindful of your thoughts right now. What's going on at this moment? What about your feelings? What are you feeling right now? Even while you're listening to me, what are you feeling? You know, many of you can be each feeling something different. You're all listening to me, but you all can be feeling something different. Be mindful, even while you're listening to this podcast, be mindful of what you're feeling right now and your thoughts right now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, but right now. What do you think about what I'm saying? What is what I'm saying? How is it making you feel? What about the bodily sensations that you're feeling? You know, when we get anxious or we get nervous, the first things that happens, our palms start to sweat. And, you know, we start to feel a little queasy maybe in our stomach. Or, you know, it, it, there is some kind of bodily sensation, sensation that you're feeling. You know, and some, some people may ignore it. But then the next thing you know, you got a full-blown panic attack because I ignored the sensations or the signals that my body was giving me. I wasn't mindful. I wasn't mindful to what is really going on and what's happening at the moment. I gotta look around at my surrounding environment, what's going on around me. My environment is all around me. I'm in the middle right now of my environment, Where where I am right now doing this podcast. I mean, all the things that I'm looking at right now is part of my environment. But I'm mindful of it. I'm not just here and don't know where I am. So these things we got to be mindful and that's another way of practicing gratitude. So have grateful thoughts. Allow our feelings to be able to express and to show some form of gratitude and gratefulness you know but we should do this all through a gentle and nourishing lens because when we practice mindfulness our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future you know we can we can i tell you the brain is a powerful tool that we have It's a powerful organ that we have and if we're not allowing ourselves to be in a place of practice, of possessing gratitude and practicing mindfulness, our minds will go and wander and do whatever it wants to do. You know, I always hear Joss Myers, she always says, um, wherever the, 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 the man goes, the, the mind follows, wherever the, the man goes, the mind follows. Um, I, I believe I'm saying that in the correct way, because I don't think it's the other way the mind goes, the man follows, no, it's the way, so, because I, I know she always says that, and I always heard her say that all the time, and it makes so much sense. But that's somebody that's in control, you know, we have to be in control of our thoughts. And, you know, sometimes we, think we just say, oh, my, my thoughts, my mind is just going and my my thoughts are just running away with me. Well, you're out of control. <laughs> you're out of control. You know, simply said, you know, you don't let your thoughts run away from you. Your thoughts don't run you. So you don't allow your thoughts to tell you to do something. You just get up and you go and do what your thoughts are telling you to do. Your thoughts are in control? No. Where are you leading your thoughts? Are you practicing gratitude? Are you practicing mindfulness that every waking moment right now that I'm in control of what I'm thinking? That's being in control. Not that my thoughts are telling me what to do and I'm just going to get up and just go and do what my thoughts are telling me. Oh, come on. No, come on. mm you know, that's really just an excuse or reason to do something that you wanted to do and you know it's not right. Because our thoughts are not going to lead us to do something that's right and we're just going to get up in there and do well, oh, Let me just go ahead and just let me go out and feed the hungry. When's the last time you had a thought to do that? <laughs> huh? Really? Did, did your thoughts lead you to do that? Did your thoughts lead you to go out there and and go and uh, stand on the corner and just for for the goodness of your heart you want to just wash cars for people that are not able to do that? Did your thoughts lead you to do that? Oh no! But normally our thoughts will want to lead us to doing something that's really some form of sin. When there's nobody around, and you know those type of things, and that you know that that's a kind of the things we, And then we use those excuses. So we have to be in a place of mindfulness, and gratitude is one of the ways we practice it. Through gratitude, that's how you practice it. Remember, gratitude is something. It's something that's an action. Remember, I said we have to we have to possess. We have to possess it it's something that we own it's something that is it's comes out of our mouth it comes out in our actions and the way that we live so stop all this you know I'm possessed by the devil no be be possessed by gratitude do that do that i tell you it's much better much better i'd rather be possessed by gratitude They'd be slapped upside the head with some oil. Someone telling telling me, devil, get out. No, because if I'm full of gratitude, there's no room for anything else. Okay? So when we practice mindfulness, our thoughts are tuned into what we're sensing in the in the present moment. And rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. Another thing, another way that we can practice, um, Mindfulness is is also to know that mindfulness improves your well-being. It improves everything about you. It improves your physical and your mental health just by practicing mindfulness. Another way of practicing gratitude, keep a gratitude journal. Keep a journal. Nothing fancy, just a a composition notebook a little diary, whatever you wanna call it. You know, you can do it in any way you want to do that. That's a way of practicing. Write down the things that you're, the things you're grateful for, you know? You know, a lot of people do it in different forms. Some write out paragraphs. They like to write it out in a story form. You know, they write, that's up to you. Some write out bullets. Some write numbers, you know, number one, number two, number three, and so on so there's different ways of writing in your gratitude journal and who knows turn that gratitude journal into a prayer journal as well so you can take the things that you wrote and things you're grateful for and turn it into a prayer journal then go the next step in the things that you are grateful for And then put those things in some prayers that you are seeking and been seeking God about. Okay? Another way of also practicing gratitude is volunteering. Just volunteering your time in a cause or someplace that you feel, you know, you will just love to give your time. You know, and being able to show that your gratitude in that form, remember, is, once again, it's about action. It's about what are you doing? How do you show that you're grateful for what you have today? Not tomorrow, but right now, right now. Another way of showing and, and practicing and putting it into practice gratitude is spending time with loved ones. Spending time with family and friends. There are many people today that don't have family and friends around, either through moving away based on a, from a job or they moved away to a different location around the country or, out of the, or, or somewhere in the States. They lost that person to death, but they don't have those friends and family around them But when you're grateful, you want to spend time with family. You want to spend time with friends. You're just grateful to have them. And, you know, one thing about that, you know, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. So we just have to be grateful for who God has placed in our lives and know that they're going to be the good for us whether you like their attitudes or not or whatever, you know, they got to deal with that. But you're the show and demonstrate and possessing gratitude that you're grateful. You know, I, I'm grateful you're in my life. When's the last time you said that to a family member? I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that you're my child. I, I'm just, just grateful that God gave me to you. I'm so grateful that God gave me gave you gave yourself he gave me you you're my gift and i'm yours we're a gift to each other and teach your children they're not going to know that's something they're just not going to know teach your children about how to be grateful you know those little ones you know they're with that little selfish instinct and they're just thinking about me, 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 me. Teach them how to be grateful. Teach them how to not see things and I just gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. You know, that's just, and that's just instinctive in all of us. You know, until we learn to start to practice gratitude. And you also find that in practicing gratitude, that it improves your happiness in other areas in your life when you practice it. When you practice and possess gratitude, it helps your happiness in other areas of your life. I want to be able to just spend a little time left on some of the f- famous quotes. You know, I, 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 I'm I a quote person and I I enjoy quotes you know, some that may see my Facebook page, you know, and I'm going to be having a Facebook page eventually just for this podcast where, you know, people can write in and write and express things and, you know, elaborate a little bit more on some of the segments that we, um, that I'm talking about, but, um, I, I, I'm a quote person. I like quotes, you know, I, I can't tell you why. I just like them. That's all. <laughs> You know, something is, there's never nothing wrong with just, just enjoying things. Like, like, like I said, I am grateful for quotes. I like to hear what other people think and how they think. And I, I, you know, especially on the positive level. You know, I don't want to hear a bunch of negative quotes. I want to hear positive quotes. And the ones that I found were from famous people that most of us know and if you don't I hope to give you a little bit of insight on them. Well the first one is from John F. Kennedy and I know that name is a real famous name. Um, You know we all know him as JFK and he was an American politician who served as our 35th president of the United States. Well just listen to one of the quotes that he stated many years ago. Quote: As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to other words, but to live by them. End quote. I want to I just want to say that again. It says quote as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. End quote. That is so powerful because what he's saying is simply what this whole podcast is talking about. That the way of Gratitude is through expression. It's living by it, living in, living through it, living in, in the moment, in the being mindful of our gratitude. Wonderful! I I, I tell you, I just I love quotes. I love quotes. Uh, the next one from a famous uh, person is most of you may know, is Charles Dickens. And for those who don't know Charles Dickens, or maybe a little too young to know who Charles Dickens is, he was a British novelist, he was a journalist, he was an editor, he was an illustrator, and he was a social commentator. And he wrote such beloved classic novels as Oliver Twist and A Christmas Carol, and, one, and the quote that he spoke about, about gratitude, is, quote, Reflects upon your personal blessings, for which every man has plenty, not your past misfortunes, or which all men have some, end quote. Once again, quote, Reflect upon your present blessing. So he's just saying simply, just in that first part of his, of his quote, of his statement, is we need to reflect. We need to be mindful of our blessings right now. Right now. Not tomorrow's blessings. Not our past blessings. Right now. Right now for which every man has plenty. He's saying we have right now at our, in our present moment, we are we have so many things to be grateful for right now in the present moment. But he says, but don't but don't count on your past misfortunes of which all men have some. So basically you have less misfortune than you have things to be grateful for. And a lot of us think of that as the opposite. They think we have so much bad stuff happening in our lives and I don't have anything to be grateful for. I don't have anything, there's just not that much going on. I mean, we can just simply say, and look, I'll be honest, I have done this. <laughs> when someone says to me, and you know, I think it's more habit than anything. I, don't, I I really, and that's one of the things, that's something I need to be more mindful of. When someone says, how you doing? All right. Come on. I know life is much better than all right. Okay. How's it going? It's going. It's going much better than that. Much better than we're expressing. But where are we focused? We're more focused on our past misfortunes, you know, the things that's going on and what we're dealing with. Remember I was talking about earlier about our life circumstances, our life issues, our crises, you know, the difficulties, the problems. You know, I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more absorbed in that. So when it comes to reflecting on pre- pleasant, you know, present things that's going on right now that are good, you know, they really you know, the the bad, the misfortune kind of outweigh the good. But we only have few of those. But blessings our present blessings, we have so much more of those if you just sit down and be mindful of it. Just be mindful. Of every little thing that's happening to you right now right now now if you did this during your waking hours while you're awake (laughs) you will be able to be more conscious of all the good things that are happening around you that you never paid attention to really I'm not joking really Another famous person, and most of you may not know him. I've learned about him. And his name is Barry Neal Kaufman. And he's he is a, uh, a best-selling author. Uh, he wrote over 12 books. But one of his famous books is called Happiness is a Choice. So his quote is, and I quote, Gratitude is one of the sweet shortcuts to finding peace of mind and happiness inside. No matter what is going on outside of us, there is always something we could be grateful for. End quote. Gratitude is one of the sweet shortcuts to find peace of mind and happiness inside. No matter what is going on outside of us? There is always something we could be grateful for. End quote. How true that is. We just don't think like that. With such a negative thinking society. You know, you can't even turn on the news and hear something good that happened today. I, I really had to step back from a lot of the local news. I mean, you, you can be so absorbed by all the negative, you really s- stop thinking or stop being, you really stop being sensitive to things that are happening that are good. And I'll, I'll tell you, there are good things happening every single day, but good just doesn't sell on the news. It just doesn't sell. If you want good news according to how they look at it, they sell bad news. Simply put, that's what they sell. That's what they push. They go out and they find what they consider news and that news is bad. Shootings, robbing, killing, car thefts, scams. And the list goes on and on and on. You may find maybe once a week they'll do or once a month they'll have the, you know, the good deed of the month or the good deed of the week and they'll go and they'll, you know, talk about something, something that someone did good. But that's happening. That should happen all around us. They, if we practice and possess gratitude, these things should be happening all around us. If we all were really practicing that, there would be no news to talk about <laughs> because everything around us would be good. There will be, we'll be just filled with a lot of good things happening. There will just be more good things going on than all the bad that we're hearing about right now. So we just got to be able to continue to not look at possessing something on that level of demonistic of way of, you know, I'm being possessed. Be possessed by gratitude. Own it. Allow that to be something that we now take ownership of. And that's something that we have and that that it comes out and bubbles out of us and we're expressing it every single day through practicing it every day by being mindful. Moment by moment. I want to end this with the um last quote and someone that i remember very distinctly i i listened to him um he's very very he very positive and very uplifting and, you know he's no longer with us today but those that were into a time where a lot of things was, was you know, considered motivational. And now, now today we have Tony Robbins and, you know, he's one of the biggest, you know, motivational speakers that he had. And he's excellent. But many years ago we had someone and his name was Zig Ziglar. And he's a motivational speaker. And I picked him to end this podcast with, with one of the famous quotes. So I chose to end it with him because of the person that he was and because of the way and what he expressed to all of us, those that listened to him, because there wasn't a book that you did not read. There wasn't a tape you did not listen to. There wasn't a um, seminar that you did not go to, that you did not walk away, that you did not come back from reading a book or listening to one of his tapes and did not feel better than when you went in He just had a way of speaking that put a light on life. That's what he did. He put a light on life. No matter how bad it may seem to you when you walked in. No matter how bad it seemed when you picked up his book. Or when you went to his seminars. He put a light on life. That the life that you were living when you came before him, or when you tuned in to listen to him, totally looked different, it looked different. And his quote is, quote, that gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you recognize and express gratitude for the things you have, the more things you will have to express gratitude for. I tell you, that that one, <laughs> I'm going to hold this one in. This one can make me cry. It can make me cry. That's why I ended it with this one, because for me, out of the ones that I picked, and all of them were great. And this one touched me the most. That gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotion. The more you recognize and express gratitude for the things you have, the more things you will have to express gratitude for. So I, I want to be able to just to end it there. I enjoy spending my time with you. I really do. I look forward to more of these. I plan on having, not sure as far as when, I'll be doing my nameless segments. Um, But those segments will be, you know, like us coming together around a round table. and We're just dialoguing, you know. But I'm just not gonna know your names. It's, it's not about you know, your name, it's all about your story. So, you know, we could just dialogue. All I need to know is just, where are you calling from? Nameless, where are you calling from? What's your story today? And we'll go from there. So I wanna thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me. I hope you got something out of this. I hope it's something you start to practice. And if you already are, continue. And let other people see how grateful and the attitude of gratitude that lives within you. And how do they know that you have that? Because it's going to be something that's going to come on the outside and they're going to see the type of person that you really are. So I thank you once again. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.